where we discuss music, TV, film, and general pop culture. Alright, the first thing we're going to talk about this week is music recommendations. Lex had a music recommendation from Kelly Uchis. Yes, I did. Uh, Kelly Uchis released a new track, I Wish You Roses. Uh, you guys had a chance to look at the music video and listen to the song. What are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts is I fully, I fully did not do that. I, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I, I actually did not realize that that was the plan. <laughs> That's all good. That's all good. Are you familiar are you a with fan of her? Are you a fan of her, Garrett? Oh, sorry, me. Oh, sorry, man. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I am not. No, I haven't. I didn't hear of her yet. Hold on. Let me. <laughs> Yeah, so she's like a she's like a Colombian, um, I believe that's her ethnicity, artist. Um, I I really enjoy her. I mean, I'm not like too like I don't listen to like a lot of her stuff, but I I've seen her live before, and she was like for the first time, and I didn't know who she was, and I was like, holy, this is just pretty good and up close, you know. <laughs> There's but, that uh, one album she released, like I fucking love that album. It's like a mix of like samba, reggaeton, and like all these different. Mm-hmm like latin sounds that and then she like adds in layers of r&b of course yeah it's like a like a fusion right she's just like yeah. i really i like yeah i really like enjoy her she's coming up for sure i mean she's been coming up for a while and i know she just announced a tour yeah and yeah so she has a tour coming up in april and may um i actually won't be here for the portland show i'm portland based um so mm-hmm. i'm gonna miss it but she is gonna be in la for you guys um she's doing coachella this year so that's how you'll have to see her if you're in the la southern california area yeah i'm actually gonna be going to that <laughs> i'll be seeing her like yeah. i'll be seeing her there so that's dope uh one of the things i noticed about her music video is like a definitely definitely a change of pace because i've seen her older stuff and she kind of does this I guess it makes sense that she, her music videos would have a Southern California like vibe to them, especially like a throwback like seventies, eighties, sometimes even fifties like Southern California thing to them. I mean, but when you're making music videos and all your producers and directors aren't from LA, I guess it kind of makes sense. I don't know if that's her influence over the music videos or not, but this new one is from a Korean director called Cho Gi So. And it just has a very different look to it, um, where her body is like appearing to be a rose or whatever, and like her lips look like roses and stuff like that. It's really cool. It's a cool vibe. Yeah, I was like, like I, I, that was the first time you seen the actual music video, and I was like, whoa, this is, is kind of trippy. <laughs> like she's, at one point, she's like all like painted pink and like the petal, of the rose or something like that, and just like a little trippy. Yeah, there's one she made with Tyler, crea- the creator, that I really love. Uh, it's called After the Storm. It's actually on her album. It's got this like 70s Southern California vibe to it. It's like a lot of color. And they're like mm-hmm. in these like fake backyard. It looks like a movie set, but it's supposed to look like a movie set. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's it's really trippy as fuck. Like Tyler, the creator's face keeps coming out of the grass and talking to the camera. But it's a really cool track. And then like the video is really cool as well. I'll have to check it out. Gary, did you get a chance to, to peep at it? Listen to her? I did not. No, I did not. I spent. Oh, all, I, okay, I, I fully. I came home from work. I uh, watched the episode uh, with my dad, <laughs> and uh, and oh. now we're here. Yeah, we're going to talk about that later. Yeah, and I'm definitely going to get your. No, I'm going to get your dad's thoughts on that as well. Not directly right. from your dad, but from you. Um, <laughs> he did send me a text and told me to report his opinion. So, so we will be getting oh, that man. later. No, I want to hear that. Yeah. different generations and stuff like getting their opinions like on the show which we're talking about last of us which we'll talk about a different segment later uh let's move on to uh film recommendations of the week um well actually you... sorry um i was gonna say Go if you want to touch up on that touch up on that one miley cyrus song if you want me to throw yeah. it in there okay yeah so she released a song called flowers um supposed to be really popular with all the uh with all the x's <laughs> no <I'm> kidding um <laughs> but uh apparently you know her ex-fiance liam hensworth i guess cheated on her with 14 girls which is pretty insane to me oh uh, I mean, I, i'm just i mean I, i'm just hearing this i, I don't know the confirmation but You're just what did tiger bad. woods get? Yeah. What, what was tiger woods at was tiger woods at 14 i feel like tiger woods was at around that, I don't know, that around that point that They're was competition 14, with each other right? <laughs> yeah that yeah, was the golf but, reference. I wasn't being dirty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but apparently, like in the in the music video, she's like, she's she recorded in the house where he cheated on 
with one of the girls with or something like that. She's wearing like his leather jacket, like all kinds of like subtle things. This is this is all reports from my girlfriend. I'm not subtle. Like, yeah, I mean, well, not so subtle, I guess. To the to the to the people that are really paying it, the people that are really paying attention, they're gonna know. But some of us, I'm like, I had no idea. But yeah, that's the Easter eggs for people 14. to find later on. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's exactly. for the lore. That's for the lore exactly. hounds in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, if you if y'all have a chance, you know, take a listen. It's it's not a bad song. I actually enjoy it. Um, I hear all the you know, the exes screaming it. <laughs> that's Miley Cyrus is one of those people like I tend to like just block out of my mind but then every time I hear her song like whether I'm forced to hear it or I just hear it through cultural osmosis or like out in the mall or wherever the fuck I'm at like I'm like oh yeah I do kind of like her like I actually don't mind her music at all like it's not something I seek out and necessarily put on the iPhone or whatever but like mm-hmm. it's every time I hear it I'm like oh right she is super talented no um, you know you know it's wild so my girlfriend's a big fan of her um so about last year when the Super Bowl was held in LA, um, they had a like a little like a little concert series and it was Green Day and Miley Cyrus. I'm a big Green Day fan, she's a big Miley Cyrus fan, so I'm like, let's go see them. So we went and honestly I, I'm a Miley fan now. Like she like she killed it. Like she like really killed it. Like it was like she's a rock star. I was like, Holy moly, I was like, This is this is Miley? This is the Hannah Montana? <laughs> like <laughs> this is crazy. Oh, like when she does live performances, she's definitely like again, like I'm not paying attention to her, but if she's like mm-hmm. in a situation where she's doing a live performance and I catch her, I'm like, Oh, right. Like, I, I mean, no. her dad was country star. It makes sense that she's that talented. It just makes sense. And apparently, yeah. And I asked about the dad and my girlfriend said, Oh yeah, he just cheated on his wife. So now she doesn't talk to him or something like that. I'm like, geez, what is going on with that family? <laughs> well, so, her know. dad cheated on her mom. That's I guess that's the story, yeah, yeah. So now oh, she's like, okay. mad. yeah. So now it's a whole thing, breaking achy, breaky hearts, you know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, all around, all around. Wow, did you even get that reference, Garrett? Or is that too? I like... I did, yeah, yeah. No, it it did. <laughs> I think I got just. I think I I think that's that's about as far back as it goes in terms of in terms of my pool. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. fucking hate that song because uh, I went to – so I grew up in Savannah, Georgia, and I, we used to go to Six Flags over Georgia and Atlanta. I swear to God. there were So, like, if you go at the wrong time of the year, like during summer, Six Flags, you can literally stand in the line for three hours. So we're standing in this line for one ride, and the entire time they had that achy, breaky heart on a fucking loop for three hours, and since then – it's just like I cannot fucking hear that song. I hate that song. Wait, it was like in the line, like the queue for the the ride. Yeah, it was playing over the loudspeakers on the line, like going what, rapid what was, all the way around. What was the ride? <laughs> like the heartbreaker, the heart. It wasn't stopper? even worth it. It wasn't even <laughs> worth it. It was uh, it was that water ride where you're all on the big wheel sharing it together, like eight oh, people, like a rapid kind of thing. Yeah, okay, exactly, okay. exactly. That's what it fucking was. It wasn't even worth my time. What a random song to, to associate uh, with. They didn't even change it. Oh, this sucks. song is associated with this moment in my life. I don't even remember the rest of that day at Six Flags. I couldn't tell you a single other memory from that day at Six Flags, but that fucking moment, like it's just burrowed into my brain somewhere. Followed you, followed, followed you for life. Fuck that song. <laughs> it's not his fault it's not his fault it's not it's not oh that's that's good oh man didn't he do like a he didn't do a remix but he did like a he was in he was on another song where they sampled that song the old and town he, road one it wasn't old town oh. road it was like that it was yeah. achy breaky heart but it was like sampled in another like song like i don't know i think like probably like 20 years later like somehow somewhere in the 2010s like after Miley made her like after Wrecking Ball and like you know that kind of era where everyone was really pissed off at Miley Cyrus for I guess kind of looking back no reason <laughs> like right you know, she went from Disney star to party star and everyone got mad at her or something like yeah, that yeah yeah but like I think somewhere in that era he tried to make a comeback and he did like a I don't even remember what it was but somehow achy breaky heart was like redone into a more annoying version of that song. That's uh, not possible. I, 
I don't know this. Yeah, I, I don't know the exact. I can't re- exactly remember what the circumstances of it were, but somehow, somehow that beast rose again. That that is that's funny. Yeah, he appeared on the that little Nas X song, the Old Town Road. He did like a remix with him on it. Yeah, and it, I thought I that was cool. I, I think song, I think it's cool it was that he did decent, that. Actually, sounding. Yeah. yeah. He's trying you're to be not relevant. A little sex. Is that what you were saying, or you're just not a fan of? Or just that song in general. I'm just like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, also, I don't really listen to him as well, Little Nas, but I mean, I don't have anything against the guy. Just not, yeah, my, yeah. not my style. <laughs> not my cup of tea. Uh, I'm not a big country music fan. So for people checking into this podcast just for country music recommendations, they're going to be sadly disappointed. <laughs> Specifically for those. Yeah. All the, just the flocks of people that are like, oh my God, what do these guys think of country music? Yeah, Puss in Boots. So you guys haven't seen it yet, correct? Yeah, so we, we we checked it out in the theater. I'm a AMC Stub member, so you know I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. You get to see the movies, pay a monthly fee, you get to see three movies a week. So we're always watching movies. But Puss in Boots, like Last Wish, was like way better than it should have been. Like I was just like <laughs> I like I went in. I'm like ah, it's just gonna be a fun. But I'm like it was actually pretty like a dark like the villain. I don't want to spoil what the villain was, but the villain was like intense. And every time he was on screen, it just, like, commanded, this, like, the movie. It was, like, insane. And, like, you felt worried for this little thing. There's, like, two main villains, but, like, it's just, like, this one specific one. I, I don't want to spoil it, but y'all should definitely check it out. Um, 100% recommend. I, I Even my girlfriend, she's, like, not a fan of cartoons, but she really I understand well. what the concept like, we of the film, the like, the stakes are. Which is surprising. He has nine lives as a cat, and he's used eight already, and he only has one left. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's a cool concept. It, yeah and it makes it just it's it's so good you guys should definitely watch it listeners as well check it out if you have not yet yeah i've wanted to check it out for a while i've heard nothing but good things about it and even just like watching i think i probably saw one trailer in a theater for something else i don't remember what i was seeing but like you can tell it's one of those movies where you can just kind of tell that there's something that kind of puts it above where it maybe would have been if it was released maybe like 10 years ago uh or like a little bit more than that like when dreamworks was just like putting anything out like desperate you know uh but yeah it's i i am very uh i'm i've been keen to watch it for a while all right so that is puss in boots definitely check it out guys Garrett, you had a recommendation as well. Glass Onion and Nice Out Mystery. Let's talk about that. Yeah, Glass Onion. Did you guys uh, see that one? Yeah, I loved it. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, there's not a. I don't have a ton to say about it. It's it's you know, it's the sequel to Knives Out. It's the same writer director Ryan Johnson. Uh, I think that I I think that he makes. Uh, there's a lot of like movies that come out lately that feel like they're trying to be in terms of the script it feels like it's trying to be uh the kind of movie that he makes uh the one i'm thinking of is bullet train which i just watched like a a couple days ago and that's a movie that is that thinks it's smarter than it is and it's trying to be the kind of movie that like uh knives out and glass onion are where it's like really quippy dialogue all the time really like flashbacks within flashbacks and really complicated characters trying to like out gambit each other all the time uh i think ryan johnson is one of the only guys that actually does that well uh like there's i don't you know you you guys have seen it but just for the sake of like the podcast i won't like spoil the ending or whatever but i like i love the twist towards the end of like who the real villain is because it's one of those things where it feels like if anybody else wrote that twist it would feel really dumb it would just feel like a cop-out but somehow he has this kind of ryan johnson just has this power to just like weave that in perfectly um so yeah so i really like that movie i think i i liked it a little less than the first one, the Knives Out, I think, just because I think that Knives Out's cast just had this kind of magic to it, where they, I think they had like a, just a really special energy uh, in that web of that cast that was 
I think just not quite captured in the same way the second time around, just with a totally new cast except Daniel Craig, who's still great. Uh, but generally, just everything, everything else I think just works super well on that movie. Nine out of ten. I don't know if we're doing <laughs> number ratings on this, but uh, that that's that's just some, what I'll throw out there. Yeah, I will recommend that movie. Don't attempt the drinking game. Uh, we 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 did that <laughs> with some friends, and it's like it's like every time Benoit Blanc is said, every time a celebrity is like everybody everybody takes a drink. Oh, it's it's. You'll be you'll be wasted within like the fifteen minutes, first fifteen minutes. <laughs> I definitely have some thoughts. Like I I think the thing with the first one is that it feels sort of timeless. Like I feel like the same movie. I'm I'm specifically talking about Knives Out, Night Glass Onion. I feel like that movie could exist in any decade and still work. I think one of the problems I had, and it's not a major, it's just a a nitpick. But, like, one of the things I had an issue with with Glass Onion is that it really dates itself, like, immediately. Like, we're already sort of out of the COVID era. And, like, that all that COVID mass stuff. I thought it was funny. Don't get me wrong. Like, I laughed at, like, Kate Hudson's character, like, having, like, a mesh, like, mask. It doesn't even, like, block anything. Like, all that stuff is kind of funny to me. And, like, the guy that, like is the right winger doesn't even bother to wear a mask. Like all that says a lot about character as soon as they get off the boat, like to the Island, like that's all interesting, but like, it's immediately dated. Like even in 2023, when I, cause I watched it this month, I'm just like, okay, I get it. You made this during COVID. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so imagine how that's going to feel in like a decade or two decades. Like it's kind of gonna, I don't know how it's going to work. You know what I mean? And a lot of the references that they're doing are like dated as well. I don't remember that being in the first movie. Do you guys like reference specific time references? Not really. Like I kind of like when I, I saw it, I was like, I would like to watch that one again. I, I think I saw knives out like twice or something. And I think that there is some references to like Trump and, and like that kind of political era. Like they talk about like the, the, um, the immigration camps and like the kids being kept separate from their parents and stuff like there's that's that gets talked mm-hmm. about there's I, immigration i remember like is a p- big part of uh one You're of the right. primary right. characters motivations mm-hmm. and her family mm-hmm. life um and i also just think like the general like there's that one kid that's like a total like alt-right like <laughs> like that yeah. like that's a part of it uh but I think, but I get what you mean when you say it's timeless. Uh, it's definitely less. I think, yeah, I think that you're right. Where you, when you say that it has a less dated feeling than yeah, this new even one. the stuff you're bringing, even the stuff you're bringing up, like the immigration issues that we've had, policy issues we've had in this country, are like even that sort of timeless. Unfortunately, like you know what I mean. So like. At least that will not age as poorly and quickly as the COVID stuff. So that was always my issue. Like when you're making movies during the COVID era, like, are you going to address COVID or not? And for me, it was always like, as a person that's trying to become a filmmaker, like the answer was always just don't just ignore it. Ignore the elephant in the room, because otherwise we're going to come out of this in two or three years. And then it's going to feel like antiquated already. You know what I mean? So... I don't know. I don't know how the whole movie's going to hold up like in a few years. And don't get me wrong, I loved it. I I really enjoyed my time. I, I wasn't bored one one second of that film. But I, uh. yeah. Yeah. Speaking about the cold COVID thing, I know there was a film that Judd Apatow released on Netflix. I think it was called The Bubble. That's like focuses on that, and it just it just wasn't good. It was just so leaning on the COVID thing. It's just like all right, like we're done with it right like you like exactly what you were saying it, and it just like i i couldn't even finish it i'm like this is just bad <laughs> i'm like not also, having a good just, time watching this yeah and we're just not ready to like live through it again i don't want to <laughs> fucking live through that again right now you know what i mean mm-hmm. like even for two mm-hmm. hours like it sucked i was stuck in a house for an entire year plus so yeah exactly like i'd rather be stuck in the glass onion <laughs> at least it's nice <laughs> no but yeah, yeah I, I mean i i really enjoyed the movie as well but yeah I th- you're right yeah, i mean yeah. luckily they didn't lean too much on that covid part i mean it was just like it was front loaded in the movie. I think by the mm-hmm. second and third acts, like it's sort of out of it. Thank God. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, yeah it was a good time but i i and like uh, going back on garrett what you're saying like ryan johnson like those whodunit films like he does it really well and i i really enjoyed it i don't know where that was where that magic was in this, his star wars movie but uh, I'm uh, but I'm um, not getting on that. I'm not getting on that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not touching that. That's one, a, yeah, that's a fucking rabbit hole. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, good time. I mean, it's, but I think you're right with the the first one. It's gonna be a timeless. It's like gives you more of that clue vibe, like the clue board game. You know, house yeah. who done it, stud like a all star cast as well. So it's no different than Home Alone, right? Like if you go back and watch Home Alone, there's gonna be some mm-hmm. like topical references like especially home alone too like trump is actually in that one yeah yeah but yeah so like there's like little moments like that but overall you just remember the movie for what it is like so maybe let's see how we feel about glass onion in a few years (laughs) yeah Um, exactly yeah uh moving on i saw the menu have you guys had a chance to see this yet no no what'd you think about it lex Dude, I, I, I loved it. it. It was like, it's just such a different, like, original, like, feel of a movie. And I just, I love Anna Taylor-Joy. I love Ralph Fiennes. Like, they're just all stars. Like, everyone in the cast was just so good. It was just, I don't want to spoil it, you know, but it's just, it was just so good. It's just so different than what I've seen before. Really just kind of, like, talking crap on, like, the foodies, <laughs> which I really enjoyed. It's just too funny. Like, uh, what are your thoughts on it? How do you feel? Oh, man, I loved it, like, immediately. I think, yeah, the person I watched it with, I told them, like, three different times, like, man, I fucking love this movie. This is so (laughs) my shit. This is so my shit. And, like, I definitely have a theory on it. Like, I don't think it's even about the food. Like, it is, but it's not. Like, I feel like it's a filmmaker saying, I made this broad thing, you hated it. I make this specific thing, you hate it. I make... You know anything it doesn't matter no no matter what i do as a filmmaker like you guys are gonna somebody's gonna shit on it so just fuck everybody you know that's how it kind of felt it felt very punk rock to me like very angsty like just a filmmaker that had something to say about art in general and just like wanted to get it off his fucking chest and like basically drown and fucking murder people for like having an <laughs> who opinion was, who was the director do you, do you know that by any off the top of your head? Shit, that's a good question yeah, food is, I think, just, like, generally a good, is generally just, like, a good, like, allusion to filmmaking in general. Like, have you guys seen Chef, that, mo- that you know, uh, John Favreau's yeah. movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that movie's like that. just transparently about him and, like, Marvel. Like about you know he's he doesn't get to like make the stuff he wants to make and it's you know he's feels confined by the bigger you know studio force and it's and then he goes off and he makes smaller stuff and that makes him feel more fulfilled and you know there's definitely you know any creative medium has and I think like Ratatouille's you know that's that's what Ratatouille's about too you know it's about you know making it's about the creative process uh so yeah, I think there's a lot. There's definitely a lot of uh, connections there in terms of uh, like art and food, and specifically filmmaking and food. Yeah, there's a connection there for sure. I looked at his filmography. There's no movies I recognize. This is only his fourth film. The other ones I didn't recognize as much, but he's done uh, episodes of Shameless, The Affair, Game of Thrones, Succession. So like he has some really good stuff under his belt. Um, but this is the first thing that I. It's just a home run for me. I loved it. Yeah, um, I definitely recommend it to anybody. Yeah. Garrett, check it out, man. I will. I <laughs> will. You can. I will take my assignment. It's on HBO Max for anyone. Like, if you have an HBO Max account and you're watching Last of Us, which we're about to talk about, um, it's already on there for you. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Thoughts on Last of Us? Wow. Okay. Big. A lot of pressure. Okay. Uh, general thoughts. Uh, I am loving it. I'm loving the show. Uh, I love, I, the games are great. I've played both of them and I always, I, I, I never thought this show was going to be bad. I always knew that it was going to be good, especially when I found out that the director of the game is so heavily involved in it. I'm like, okay, that this feels like, this feels like it can't not be good. Uh, so I went in with high expectations which uh, i know maybe 
isn't the best habit to get into, mm-hmm. uh, and especially in terms of video game adaptations of stuff. But <laughs> in, as far as as far as I can see, it's it seems like it's really just uh, knocking it out of the park. Lex, no, I agree. I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan of the game, um, and watching this come on screen is just so good. And like, it's it's funny like watching it because I I know what's gonna happen but I just love that they're tweaking it just enough that you don't know how it's going to get there and which is exciting to me. So it's still making it fresh for the, for the, even the people that play the games. Um, you know, and it's great to watch. Like I've recommended it to my friends. They haven't played, some of them haven't played the games and they're all raving about it. Like everyone's loving it. So, and exactly same thing. I had high expectations and <laughs> you're right. Like what you said, like the video game adaptations are never really good all the time. Um, but I think this, this is just going to prove that video games, now on if they're going to be adapted should be tv shows um i mean that's always how i felt about war mass effect yeah exactly um so i'm excited the casting has just been spot on so far i'm I'm loving pedro pascal pascal uh sorry is that how you say his last name um that guy just cast that guy and everything man i love him um (laughs) but uh yeah um Bruce, I'm, I'm I'm curious your thoughts, man, because you're not a game. You, you haven't played. I don't game, really. So I'm not a gamer, so um, if I do game, I play FIFA or something like this. Um, so I'm coming into it with fresh eyes. Uh, the only thing I would say, my hesitation as a viewer here, without having the context of the video game, is like it's another fucking zombie show. Like, come on, man. How many? How much of this shit do we need? Like. So that's somewhat of a hesitation for me, but uh, as you said, like the cast is really strong. Um, I know the the woman that plays Tess is from another show I really loved, um, a sci-fi show. I don't know how, what's the name of it. You guys know what I'm talking. Fringe. Fringe. Thank you. Uh, Fringe, a show that was yeah. canceled way too early before it was like got an audience and a footing. Um, I don't know, like, there's aspects of it that feels a little been there, done that, because it's a zombie show. But then there's aspects of it that feel really unique to me. Like, I love the fact that we keep getting these cold opens at the beginning. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about it, uh, because I know that it's it's not characters that we're ever going to see again. Like, for example, the, the pilot episode starts with that 1963, 68, something like this. Uh cold open where we're in a new segment with a couple of scientists and on a panel and they're talking about how a fungi like virus could eventually adapt because of climate change and be able to host our bodies and stuff like that and then you jump to 2003 where the thing started and then in the second episode we get the cold open in indonesia that i thought was also effective where it's like i'm not are so i do have a question is this a gaming this this cold open thing so in the indonesia so no no so the way you find out really about it, it kind of briefly it talks about it but like the way you find out is basically by exploring and picking up like pages in the in the world you'll pick up like documents and like later on in the game you get to like a research center and it starts explaining a little more but it's like all written in text some are like audio recordings and they explain it a little bit but so that's how we got got it so it's it's i mean obviously they can't have him looking no, around yeah, all the time yeah, yeah. No, the no, documents no. in the show. So like, so, so I love, so no, I agree. I love the way they're doing it. It's just giving everyone. And, and this, the, the cordyceps is like an actual fun guy that actually takes place in animals. So that's, that's yeah. what I thought was really cool. But you know, you're, you're, um, it's valid. What you think about the zombie show? Cause I know like, I even, I, like I text my uncle recommending it. He's like, ah, it's another zombie show. I'm like, dude, don't worry. This is way better than the nine season of walking dead that you, you watch. Trust me. <laughs> like it's going to get better. Um, so I mean, yeah. I will just... defend the Walking Dead pilot. I think the rest of the show after that is just whatever. Um, yeah, and I, I feel the same <laughs> yeah. way about this one. And that's what another concern I had. It's like, okay, the Walking Dead pilot was great. It wasn't a good show. So, like, when the pilot came mm-hmm. out for this, and I don't want to go into spoilers until we'll have a spoiler segment later. But without spoiling it, when the pilot was done, I was like, well, that was fucking great. However, comma, like, is this just going to be another zombie show? You know what I mean? Like, what's going to be different? What's, what, what is it going to do to separate itself from the herd? Um, 
And I think it's done partial. So things. yeah, I, I think, think it's I, done some things that are really interesting. So like the design of the zombies, like the mushrooms mm-hmm. poking out of their head, that shit looks so fucking cool. So again, I'm I'm assuming no, no, that's how they no. looked in the video game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They do a pretty good job. Yeah. At it. How did you go? Yeah. But uh, yeah. I, no, like it, oh, sorry, it's pulling like this whole Game of Thrones thing, like. I, this thing where you attach yourself to a character and you like again without spoiling the show like you can't stay attached to characters too long because they can be gone in a moment's notice so i don't know yeah. how you got to that yeah i wanted to throw it sorry i wanted i wanted to throw it in the like like you're, you're saying like how it's going to be different from any other zombie show like you'll see later like the relationships you're like the people you're going to meet and just like the story about them it's just it's just it it just makes it so much more interesting. Um, so I'm really curious how they're going to handle it. Like this next episode, we're going to be introduced to this character named Bill, which is like that section in the game is just, it's funny. And it's like, yeah, he's just like some crazy old dude. Yeah, it's yeah. played by Nick Offerman, which yeah. Nick Offerman is great. Um, so I'm very excited for that episode. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, stick with uh, it, man. <laughs> I think, and I think that, yeah, I, cause I, my brother, basically, my brother is a huge fan of the games like you, Lex. He is. He's played them a billion times. Both of them. He plays them on grounded mode. He gets. He's just so into this franchise. Uh, so I mean, and he's over the moon right now, just loving this show. So he's and he basically bullied me into playing both games. Uh, and I was skeptical at first because yeah, it's like especially when the first game came out in 2014. That's when zombies were just. In, it was so it was obnoxious it's just everywhere and there's just there just was not anything more to do with them like it's they're not a super interesting concept for me i don't like really any other zombie stuff i don't really i don't like the walking dead my brother loves the walking dead <laughs> so that might have been part of the appeal for him uh but yeah i the plot the strength of the plot and the strength of the character relationships just elevates it so much. Not to mention the fact that the zombies are way better. They're just, it's just a better concept just from, you know, floor to ceiling. Um, so yeah, so I, that's how I pitched the show to like my friends and like my dad. And, uh, it's, I say it's like the walking dead, but with, better plot and better characters and scarier zombies uh because it is it's in many ways that is what it's Mm -hmm. like um and uh yeah i yeah i just i'm so glad that it's getting the recognition that it gets yeah i like to pitch it i don't say zombies i say the infected because that's what they refer to in the the game and the show i think that just (laughs) sounds cooler um (laughs) i'm still like like when the first episode like happened i was like it took me a couple days to process i'm like i can't believe we actually finally are getting this right now because i remember playing this game and always telling people about it i'm like i really wish there was a way i can show you this game (laughs) like i watch but like without you playing it because you're not gamers and here it is so i'm yeah and i like i feel like the money is on the screen so like when we get that uh when we jump mm-hmm. to 2003 and the shit breaks out like we get that scene where they're driving through downtown it's Austin, right? They're driving through downtown Austin and the planes are like all mm-hmm. landing at once and like crashing into the ground. That shit was wild. Like it looked amazing, honestly. That is that a video game invention as well? That is in the game. Yeah, that is well the, the planes. Yeah, the, the plane that's... isn't though. Oh yeah, I think down. I think the plane coming down is not a part of the game. But that whole scene, that whole like sequence of like, you know, you have, you know, the kid and sort of getting in the car and driving, trying to find a safe place. That is the opening to the game. Yeah, that the first outbreak. Yeah, you're, you're, how you're that carrying all goes her. Down. Yeah, you're carrying her in the game, and you're just running, and like you can't do anything. If yeah, someone's gonna attack you, can't girl. attack. <laughs> yeah, like it's just, mm-hmm. it's intense, yeah. man. It's like yeah. intense, like. That opening of the game was just like one of the best openings. Like, this city. is what I'm gonna watch. Yeah. And 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 in the show, it's like an extra 15 minutes added because you don't get all the background like in in the game. It literally just kind of just starts, and like you don't get all that like you know with the with Sarah building her character up a little bit. Um, so I love that they're doing that. Yeah. 
Alright, let's uh, jump into the next segment. We're gonna play a little character game for Last of Us. Sorry for the paper news. <laughs> Alright, if you were a character in Last of Us, which city would you want to spend your post-apocalyptic future in? Future? <laughs> Jeez, uh, it, well, I mean... Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, in the universe of the show, I'd say Jacksonville 100% for reasons that if if the show continues the way that the games continue, then that reasoning will become evident. Mm. Uh, but in terms of like in anywhere in general, uh, I'd say, I don't know, wherever that Japanese Island is that nobody lives, <laughs> wherever that, That's, that Island in Japan where there was like be. a mining accident and people don't live there anymore. Yeah. But you can't get right. infected. Can't get there. Can they? Yeah. I'm having, I'd be having a great time. Fair enough. That's true, yeah. but you might go crazy Oof. being isolated by yourself. It kind of breaks <laughs> even, to be honest. I don't know. I, you know. That's true. That is true. Or it can be like, uh, what's that film? Is it is it Dawn of the Dead, where all the zombies end up being on the island anyway? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn, I didn't see that. I don't know about that. The Zack Snyder <laughs> remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, that's a good point that you brought up, Garrett. I wasn't even thinking in those those terms, but Jacksonville, yeah, that would be the place to go. Um, you're probably going to see it soon, Bruce. I don't know in this next episode, but the next one. But uh, gosh, if it was like me, I might, maybe, I might just be happy in my my house because <laughs> I like I that city. Our city is not really too crazy anyway. It's like kind of quiet, so I can maybe get away with surviving a few days, go under the house or something. I don't know. I mean, I think that would, that's where I would stay. Yeah, so I don't think you can choose the middle of nowhere or an island, right? Because then how are you going to get food and resources and shit? So that would be my first concern. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, you are avoiding people, but what are you? How are you feeding yourself? How you? How do you have clean water and yada yada yada? I don't know. I lived in Sydney, Australia, for three years. I would definitely go back. Um, you're going to die anyway in this world, right? At some point. So, well, that's true of all of us. Especially anyway. in Australia. <laughs> that's true of all of us anyway. So, like, yeah, like, Sydney, I don't know. Just the beaches in Sydney and going back. That would be nice. Um, How does the fungus even spread in Australia? One of the infected question. gets See, that's another thing about Australia. Done. Australia it's, has an advantage. It's done. It's a big island. Yeah. It would have to be flown in. Um, or boated in. Uh, which song would you broadcast over the radio to infer there is imminent danger? If we're keeping with the lore of the show and in, in that it has to be from the 80s, uh, I'd do Living on a Thin Line by the Kinks, uh, which I just, I think is a great song, but also uh, great uh, thematically, if that's the kind of artistic choice I'm making in my post-apocalyptic uh, moment of crisis. Uh that's that's what I'd go with. Man, that's a that's a tough question. Um, honestly, I have so many songs that I listen to. I don't even know what I would do. Maybe I'd do Kokomo <laughs> by the, the Beach Boys. <laughs> it doesn't sound like I'm in danger, but it's like I'm trying to get out of this. Trying to get out of here, man. I'm trying yeah. to get to a safe place, like Kokomo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh, <laughs> what about you, Bruce? Uh, I think I'm gonna choose the Clash's "London Calling." think it's appropriate to some extent um let's see which child character are you stuck taking care of for the remainder of your life in this universe i, I want to go with yours first bruce because uh, we were talking about it i, I want to see what kevin you bannister say. from home alone <laughs> just because he's innovative <laughs> and he's oh. funny he's quippy you know <laughs> that's that's pretty good actually uh, <laughs> he's yeah, all set yeah, little yeah. traps for the zombies especially for the second one right he's yeah, he pretty much exactly. killed those two guys he's also um, yeah i he's think just i a... would <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry man uh, no, you're good. I, Go ahead. I was no, just gonna say that kevin from home alone is just a violent person just a just a extremely like you look in his eyes and it's like i you his eyes say i've seen a man <laughs> die before you know, he's looking his eyes, oh and it's like gosh. I've seen the light leave a man's face. <laughs> that's what I want. I I feel that. Well, <laughs> I'm that's unfazed. How I, that's how I feel about Macaulay Culkin in general. But yeah, 
I uh, I see. Yeah, the, what's that film he was? Yeah, he was evil. Yeah. Yeah, that's I can. Um, if I was to choose somebody, maybe Atreus from the God of War uh, games, the new games. If you guys are familiar with him, he's a hell yeah. You know, he's a has a bow and arrow. He's badass with the bow. Has magic powers. Hey, that's my guy. He's a little annoying sometimes, but you know, all kids uh, are annoying. I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it. <laughs> that's that's the. I work at a toy yeah, store, man. That's the pros. And cons I, I work at a toy store, so I'm whatever he has. Whatever he brings up, I can deal with it. I can suffer through. Uh, for me, uh, with my luck, I'd probably get stuck with one of those kids from Modern Family. <laughs> just complete, oh, no. just no, no useful skills. Uh, <laughs> even the dad. I'd probably get stuck with me as yeah, a kid. Even the parents wouldn't help you in that situation. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think yeah, I I I'd get I get stuck with ju- yeah, just anyone who is the least useful as possible because I'm also the least useful as possible, so we'd probably like magnetize, like we'd probably find each other. Fair enough. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's All right. Um uh, which non-perishable snack do you have stocked up in your bunker or soda? Man, well, I love soda, um, <laughs> so it's either between Coke or Sprite. Maybe Sprite because I, you know, I, I always say Sprite is healthier. Um, that's my excuse for drinking it. Yeah, <laughs> that's my excuse. It's healthier, um, so maybe I'll keep me yeah. alive longer. Who knows? Um, and a snack. Oh, jeez. You know, I'm I'm, I'm like a big sweet tooth kind of guy but that wouldn't do me any good probably <laughs> like Ooh. love a good Reese's Pieces yeah, good call. Um, that might be it that might that might be it that'll be my snack to At make you survive so I don't go crazy That's true. yeah right <laughs> what about you guys I would uh, I think I also have a sweet tooth and I think that I'd I'd go airheads or something uh, which I know you'd, you'd probably like die in a week, Yeah. <laughs> but at least, you know, the thing about airheads is that I feel like you could just like, you could bury those under like 50 feet of concrete and like break them out like a, a hundred years later and it would be the same thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, so airheads and, yeah. uh, A and W root beer as my soda. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's what I would hey. go with. Yeah. Would you rather die from a, a zombie Diabetes. attack me or, or, you know, a sugar overdose? Yeah, no, exactly. That's a, right. that's a good point. That's hey, a good point. And you can probably use the airheads as, as like an adhesive for like some tools if you need it. You know, that's right. Faking <laughs> at all angles. For me, like there's this little exactly. uh, protein snack balls from New Zealand called Fruise Balls. I don't know if you guys have had them before. Man, I keep them stocked in my pantry. No. What is Not that? familiar with the protein snack balls of New Zealand, so I'm afraid. Good. You can get them here, though. Like, you can just find them in, like, Target or TJ Maxx or something. Like, because, you know, like, TJ Maxx always carries that, like, weird shit from, like, around the world. You guys familiar with this? No? I, you know, I was not aware you of think, that uh, aspect now that I think of about TJ it. Maxx. No, now that, you th- now that I think about it, when I bond to TJ Maxx's and I look at, like, the candy section, I'm like, what is all awesome. this? You're missing. <laughs> so home. there you go. You know, hey, you're missing. Home. So that's where you're going first. Yeah. I'm gonna be the only person TGI, with this fucking TGI idea. Max. Like, get all the protein fruits balls. <laughs> go loot it. Yeah. And they're good for you, kind oh, of. Man, I mean, there's good. chocolate involved, but they're good. Um, Fedra or Firefly? Fedra, hundred percent. Just to just to exert my will upon the populace, just. Just immediate power trip. Just no, no, no. Not even like a gradual thing. Just full villain immediately. Uh, that's that's probably where I'd go. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, when you put it that way, um, I would think I want to be a firefly because I'm kind of be more like a little free, like a you know, just kind of roaming free on my own. I mean, everyone kind of hates us and despises us, but everyone hates Fedra too. So. And Marlene seems pretty cool, so you know, Firefly. <laughs> Look for the light. Look for the I light. I think I'm going Firefly as well. 
because I don't want to be trapped in that Firefly. Bostonian compound, whatever the fuck that was. Again, I haven't played the video game, so I'm, my context is just the first two episodes of the show. So, yeah, that, that's basically what that is. I mean, I, that's probably all you're gonna really get. That shit looks miserable. That's what I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I don't think Fedra comes back, right? Towards the end, maybe. And on that, note, let's well, let's, well, let's save it. So. On that note, <laughs> let's let's yeah, let's, yeah. let's cross I that bridge if we it. get that's to it. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to say on that note, let's uh, exactly. head into spoiler discussion. Come. More the country. Spoilers. All right, all right. What are you guys' deeper thoughts on the show? So, going off the second episode, how like weird and disgusting was it with the infected <laughs> kissing tests? Like, so in the yeah, game, that's not in the they, game, ten- right? Yeah these these tendrils they're not that's not the way it's by spores in the game, and they've said like spores wouldn't really make sense in this world so like they're it's doing hard it that to visualize way. yeah yeah so, so like, I th- the way yeah. they're doing it it's just like oh it's 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 ooh it's it's creepy I didn't like that at all but honestly I think her death was a little better in this episode than the game even though I still I think it still hit harder in the game than it did in the show if that makes any sense. The essential difference, why, like Gary, what, about what are your thoughts, yeah. I, th- I mean, I, I agree. I agree that it's definitely creepier. Um, the essential difference between the game and the show, in terms of just like the narrative of it, is that in the game you are with Joel and Ellie the whole time. You don't have like scenes with other people from other people's perspectives. That are that obviously is like natural in a TV show, but doesn't isn't as natural in a game. Uh, So you don't see Tess. I don't think you see Tess die, right? You just go. And then you just like have you, you kind of hear things or you, you know that it's happening, but it's not in front of you. So obviously that's more of a, Mm -hmm. I, and I appreciate that being there. I like, you know, cause I like Tess. I specifically like this, version of her like i i i can't remember the actress's name but you know the you know the the lady Anna from fringe Torv, i believe is her name yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so yeah no so yeah so in the, yeah, in the game yeah in the game what happens you know the same deal you know she finds out she's infected and all that stuff but it's 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 fedra who shows up and she's like oh i'll buy you guys some time you guys leave so fedra comes in and basically guns her down and you, you, you don't see her get shot, but you see her body on the floor. There's like a point where you look over and you like zoom in. You can just see her just dead on the floor. So it wasn't much of a sacrifice. She barely took out like a cup, maybe a guy or two. Oh, so like, okay. so, it, so in the, oh. in the show, you know, she takes out this horde of zombies, like infected. So it was just like yeah. a lot cooler. But the way it got there was like, <laughs> it was creepy. Just that thing just sucking on her. Oh man. <laughs> I felt the only problem I have is like, I felt like, they had this like visual idea motif in their head about the tendrils going into her mouth and they didn't think about what the character would actually do in that moment. I thought it was a fucking weird choice to like allow all that shit to happen when you could have just dropped a grenade that would have ignited the whole building anyway. Like, and then you your death would have been a lot quicker than just like trying to like that thing over and over again and then drop it. Like, I thought that was a little bit like, eh. Yeah, it was an interesting choice. Uh, what I heard from like the the creator and like the director, um, they said that uh, you know, because so like the infected, like basically like the people are still there, but you know their head, obviously their mind is not in there. So like it was a, a weird way. I don't know exactly. I don't want to butcher it, but they were saying like <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like the infected, he's he's looking for like a kiss because he still has that like in his in his soul. Like I'm still a person. I want love too, but obviously it's not like that. Um, it was like a weird like a kiss of death thing. I don't know. It was it was a strange um, description, but uh, it made it made sense when they said it. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, it looked cool. I just didn't. I questioned the methods of the characters, like trying to take themselves out. Yeah, everyone was saying, like, why didn't she just grab the grenade, which made yeah. sense. But, uh, you know, hey. <laughs> it looked cool. It was creepy it as It looked fuck. cool, yeah. It was yeah. very creepy. And I, I think the show invention is, or the, the changes that they made are obviously more impactful than what you're describing in the video game. Now, so Bruce, I want to ask you, um, in the first episode, what did you think about Sarah's death, the daughter? Like, did, how did you feel? Like, were you like, yeah. That reacting? was a gut punch, man, because I didn't know it was coming. 
Like, mm-hmm. obviously, if you played the video game, my understanding is you already knew that was coming because that's a character in the game. Um, but yeah, man, that was fucking devastating. Because, like, you're assuming, like, this is going to be, like, this is your way in. This is your protagonist, the way they set it up. So, yeah, man. And then for her to, like, die, like, that kind of sucked. And then it, like, I think it adds a lot more pathos and stuff to his character. Like, you know that going forward, like, this dude doesn't give two shits about some other eight-year-old that got infected and they had to put him down because he's already seen his daughter be put down. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's like, a, like an important tone, like, in the game. Yeah. All right, yeah. It's going to be like that throughout the show. Yeah, so it's definitely... shit. <laughs> it's it's definitely a similar idea uh, as like just like don't like anyone can go at any time uh that's where it's that's the headspace it's trying to put you in so i mean i so like lex you and i knew it was coming uh i th- i think it's a great idea to give her more time in the show in the game you basically you drop in basically at the tail end of that whole sequence you don't get her whole day you don't really get a lot of time with her like you get enough time with her to like have her interact with joel and have her like be sympathetic uh and it's it's still you still do get that effect of like oh my god are they really just killing the kid like right now like but it's i think the fact that like the whole first half of the episode is with her i think that absolutely earns that moment um and yeah. I think, yeah, I think that uh, her, like her death is like a, every like there's little there's differences in the show to the game and people like you know as with any adaptation of anything people get pissy about just like well that's not how it happened in the game and it's like who gives a shit like it's i think i do not have any issue with changes from the show from the game to the show you know not to i you know like i think racial changes are i don't give a shit about if they change how a character looks or if they had brown hair in the game or blonde hair in the show uh that's I don't give a shit about that. I think that the changes that they make from the game to the show are absolutely earned and they absolutely make it a hundred percent better. Like there is no change that they're making here. Uh you know, like there's like the little things like the you know, the tendrils and stuff that some people get weirdly upset about. Like, well that's not how it happened in the game and it's like it Dude, it's fine. <laughs> I think that the, every it's super creepy and effective, honestly. Yeah, and it's and I think also I think they mentioned something about like how the spores would actually, if it was spores, there is no like hope. Like if there, because if it was spores in real life, the spores would just get everybody, and everybody would have it. So that's like one of the that's like an example of like science like the real science being scarier than it is like in the in the video game, uh, but yeah I think I think that all the cha- I think that this is I I feel like I muddled my point here but I what I'm saying is that the additions that they put into the show the thing in Indonesia the opening of the first episode like in the 1960s I think that's a great scene with like them. I think that that's just a really well acted their back and forth like with the host like being a believable like talk show host uh and then like slowly kind of internalizing how scary that that idea is uh all of the I think all of the additional scenes work really well and they don't overshadow the stuff from the game they don't overshadow the core you know Joel Ellie premise I think everything just balances out really well. Agreed. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I I feel you. I mean, you're not going to satisfy everyone, man. I mean, I, I love what they're doing with the show. I was a huge fan of the game. I mean, I, I love the direction they're going. I have full trust in how they're going to handle the rest of it. Um, so I'm not mad, but it's, it, it's funny because, like, I, I see like people online. <laughs> they said, "Oh yeah, episodes eight going to be a full episode of Joel dedicated to upgrading his weapons." Because in the game, you upgrade his weapons at like these benches. <laughs> oh, that's going to be yeah, a whole right, episode. Right. Or like they're all, "How come Joel's not a uh, uh, 
How come they didn't show Joel getting torn up by a clicker 30 times? Because <laughs> in the game, like, the deaths are like, pretty gruesome. Like, if you get caught by one of them, it shows him, like, tearing up his neck. And it's, like, just makes an intense noise and just cuts. And you're just like, geez. Like, it's so brutal. <laughs> I'm but, curious. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, but it's I, good stuff. I'm curious, Bruce, uh, how, like, obviously in the in the show they're not as upfront with how like everything works i'm thinking specifically about like clickers i'm thinking about like the infected that you see in episode 2 that doesn't really get spelled out explicitly what their deal is did not... that did that translate for you no not really it didn't come across like completely i've kind of gathered information after watching the episodes which i assume everyone's gonna do like they're gonna kind of like read up on what the hell is a clicker and like what's the difference between the zombies like stuff like that that i'm assuming like at this point i said earlier like okay the pilot's great so fucking what the walking dead did the same thing but at this point, like, the second episode was strong as well. So I am starting to trust, like, the filmmakers and what they're doing. So at this point, I'm just going to have faith that um, it's going to be explained to me. It doesn't need to make 100% sense right now. Because in a way, I'm following the character's path and their own journey as well, right? Like, as confused as they can be, so am I. And that's fine. Like, I don't need everything spelled out and explained to me. We can, like, get to that point later. Does that yeah, make I think sense? I think you're seeing it in like through Ellie's perspective because she doesn't really understand. Like, she's never seen these kind of infected. So like, there's that point where Joel's character he makes like the with his with his hands makes a sign like basically saying they can only hear. You know, with, you know what I mean? Like, and but I mean, not a lot of people are gonna pick that up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, huh? Like, I I don't understand. Garrett, what, <laughs> this is a funny question. Do you think they're gonna do stalkers? <laughs> stalkers? I, don't I think mean, the, the infected. So this. So Bruce explained the stalker uh, infected in the game is literally one that hides. And then when you get close, it jumps out at you. So I don't think they're going to do that in the show. It would be kind of no, weird. I think they could. Uh, I, I think they, nice. you know, just like do just they could pull it off. Zombies jumping out of nowhere. I think that could I think that's definitely on the table. Uh, Hide and seek. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's what I was about to say. That is what uh, it is. That's though. All like it is. in the and game, like it run. fully is hide and seek. It's hide and seek tag. Yeah, they'll run those, away. Those air- they'll arenas. run away and go hide somewhere. And you're just like, mm. it's worse than the second one. Like, there's a whole section dedicated to them. Like, I freaking hate that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's just all jump scares and shit. Pretty much, you're just like, and it's all quiet. It's all dark. You're like, ah. so. It's, but I, I don't know. We'll see if they do it. I mean, I'm curious if they will. I know That's they're gonna do the bloater, which is they 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 teased it in like the teaser trailer. So we'll see a bloater, which is like a big ass infected thing. Um, so we'll see. It's like the whole happen. body, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah like, like the whole, like, like the the six feet tall or f- eight feet tall. I know, yeah, even like yeah, the yeah. the fungal mm-hmm. plates like grow all over the body, so it has padding, so like it's almost armored where you can't really hurt it with anything, mm-hmm. with most things, uh, and it takes a lot of punishment to go down. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. those things. Are he gets you, bro, he, like he like rips your face in half, and the graphic is just disturbing. Uh, <laughs> There is a, so, I mean, I know you're, you're talking about the walking dead. keep referencing it not to worry with this show. Cause they've already mentioned they're only going to cover the two games and that's it. They're not going to go push it along, which, which, which is, which is cool. But at the same time, there's a lot of stories you can pick up. Like, do you, bu- the, do you buy that? Do you buy that? I feel like I buy it. I don't think, I don't think they'll go past it. I just, I, mm-hmm. I think that the creators is so passionate and he doesn't want to like ruin it for the fans. Well, I don't think uh, it's up to him. That's my point. Like, yeah, that's I, true. I think HBO's at the head of like, HBO are like, because <laughs> I was going to bring up the fact that they have 4.7 million viewers so far. Like, mm-hmm. that's a high number. Even House of the Dragon didn't get that, even with the Game of Thrones IPA mm-hmm. attached. I actually IP didn't know attached. that. Wow. So like, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so well, now I'm... Too... Go ahead. You know, like, now I'm wondering, is HBO going to just be like, fuck that. Y'all, if y'all don't want to do it anymore, cool. We'll do but it we're ourselves. Gonna keep yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, so the cool thing, they, there is stories for sure that they could do. Um, but again, it's going to kind of be treading in that territory. Um, there is like a specific story that I really love in the game that you only find through picking up notes. And it's this guy who like lives in the sewers who adopts his family. Yeah. And they're all having a great time until infected run in. And you see like a section where like the guy had to like shoot the kids because he's like, 
I don't want them to suffer. Like it's just like it's yeah. like in, in, it's just all through notes, and you're just like, wow, that was like, and you're seeing everything. Oh, it's it's insane, and like yeah, I could totally see that story. But like other than yeah, that's one of those things that could just be there where that has to be its own episode, or you just don't do it. Mm-hmm. You can't do that exactly. Like, like in the game, you can walk through that whole sewer society that's like long abandoned and pick up the notes and kind of piece together what happened. You can't do that in the show. Mm-hmm. You can't just have them like go mm-hmm. from place to place to like show the audience what happened. You gotta do a full mm-hmm. flashback episode, or you just don't do it. Um, from my, I would I was I actually didn't know that they had announced that they were just gonna do the two games. I actually think that that's a shame because I think that there's a lot of ground they could cover between the first and second games because the second without spoiling anything from the first game the second game picks up like five years later uh and it's so there's a lot of space between there to you know get more time with those characters uh i always thought that and it's like what are they going to do just do this season and then like wait five years for the actor because you know there's young actors in this show there's ellie and are they gonna are they gonna try to wait Wait five years to convince Mm -hmm. you that that's how long these characters have aged for i just think it would be a better idea to get to the content of the second game eventually but like have some like at least one season in between you know uh yeah i would see i could see that yeah how old do you guys think bella ramsey is the girl that plays ellie I actually th- I th- did. Is I she like nineteen? Sixteen. Like I've heard yeah, she's nineteen. Yeah, she's nineteen. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I just looked it up and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like I thought she was much younger than that. So she's Ellie's age in the second game. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's how old, yeah, that's yeah, how old Ellie is in the second game. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, because he brought that point up, I looked up her age and realized she's nineteen. So I'm wondering that they already like they picked her partially because of this, so they can like. She still looks young. That's that's the yeah the yeah. It's still kind of weird. Wild. Yeah, I mean I maybe they just recast her. Who knows? But I think you guys know look... where she's from, right? Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I know. I was going to say I was going to say I think like Brit- I think she's British or something. <laughs> she uh, yeah, she's from Nottingham. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I know yeah. where she's from. So I'm excited yeah. to see where they go. Yeah, I think that. Uh, because yeah. I think that, you know, I have a lo- some less than positive opinions about the second game, and I'm not alone. Uh, I don't know how you feel about it, Lex. Mm-hmm. I know my brother loves the second game, uh, but I think that preferably I would like the if they do tackle that storyline... Uh, I would like it if they tried to do some different things in terms of plot and character development. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to get into it too much, just because you know, uh, you know, Bruce yeah, hasn't. It's very decisive. You know, it's very yeah. It's it's a it's a divisive. There are divisive developments that go on in that game, uh, and yeah. I th- and yeah. So I think that. I'm curious to see if they'll commit all the way to just fully doing the plot of that game. Be in the yeah, light in I mean, light I'll, of I'll that. I'll tell you. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the second one. I mean, I love the first one better, but uh, I mean, just the way they told the story and how they did it all, it was like fascinating to me. And yeah, I don't want to obviously say too much because we can always talk off air. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I th- I think that it's like. I think that that sort of story is the kind of thing that would work better in a show than in a game. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, without without spoiling it, part of that game is that you're following two different like plot lines with two different characters that are kind of at opposite sides of a conflict, uh, and that mm-hmm. doesn't work as well in a game where you have to play as both of them. Uh, as maybe it does in a show, like I'm thinking about like Avatar: The Last Airbender, where you like you watch Zuko and then you watch the good guys, you know, uh, or Star Wars, you know, like you know you're watching the Empire and the Rebels kind of side by side in their own processes. Uh, I think that is in that sense the show could kind of 
work that sleight of hand better um, mm-hmm. than the ga- than perhaps the games did. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see how how it plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, you guys want to wrap it up there? Sounds good to me. Okay. Yeah. Overall, I think I recommend Last of Us to everyone. Uh, oh yeah, ten out of ten. Already seen some. Yeah, I I wouldn't go ten out of ten. Uh, <laughs> I'm there. Think... I'm there. I'm I'm at I'm at a ten, man. I'm, I'm loving too. it. I'm, I'm having a great time. Yeah, we're the gamers. <laughs> I think I'm at an eight right now. Okay, that, I referenced the I referenced the when you're one watching the show that Leo DiCaprio from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where he's snapping his finger at the TVs. Oh, there it is. There, there's that point from the game. You know, like I yeah. do that all the time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like there it is. They said it. They said it. Can we uh, yeah, close yeah, on uh, right. on my dad's on my dad's uh, quote? Oh, oh yes, yes. please, please. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad sent me a text, uh, literally your dad's quote colon, uh, and this is his blurb about the show. Uh, it's making me reevaluate the severity of my athlete's feet. Uh, so that's my dad's. That's my dad's uh, remark. That's his review. <laughs> in recur- in I. I, <laughs> I I would assume in regards to the fungus. Five five second reviews from Garrett's dad. That's gonna be five second reviews from Garrett's dad. Perfect. Yeah, Yeah, that's the DVD (laughs) box. Yeah, that's that's what they put in the trailer. Yeah, that's what they put in the trailer. (laughs) Making you reevaluate your athlete's feet, and then the little hyphen in small letters, the little hyphen, Mark Ritchie. (laughs) Garrett's dad, Mark. Everyone's like, whoa. Dude, that's Mark's. Dude, Mark's seen this show. Oh my god! 